What's wrong with you people? I'm serious. This is Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. This podcast is sponsored in part by our friends at the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Visit swibbits.edu to find out more about what God is doing on Seminary Hill. Welcome back to Not Another Baptist Podcast, and we are gratefully without Dr. Kyle, non-alcoholic beerman, once again, and this time we we might get to watch Bart's ultimate demise because his son is driving as he talks with us today. They've been on a Home Depot run, and so Jim, keep keep Bart Barber safe. Like that's all we ask. He he is a precious part of the Southern Baptist Convention. He is needed. So please be careful as you drive and then maybe you know lock him in the car you know put on the the child locks or whatever keep them in there and then put some lights under the wheel wells and so forth because bart would really look good with that i believe bart how are you doing i'm doing great matt and i promise you that jim is going to take very good care of me because he can't even imagine what it would be like to go to the sbc annual meeting without me uh (laughs) he loves so much walking through the hallways and the concourses at the annual meeting with his dad don't you son yes <laughs> Sounds we make such such rapid progress yes. wherever it is that we're going yeah for sure well dr barber since i know you love to be referred to as that yes uh, yes um, dr hensley the, the reverend dr hensley reverend dr brother pastor matt well we have some exciting news and uh, and that is well terrible news. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> depends on the perspective, right? It it's does. always is. Uh, well, Doctor Barber, what is that my next news? stop from here? We're we're at Home Depot. From here, I'm going to some place to buy sackcloth and ashes. There that's, you go. Uh, that's what kind of news this is. But go ahead. Well, I was going to give you the the privileged opportunity to share that with our. I will. Listeners. I'll share it. I'll share it. Matt Hensley is the new associational mission strategist slash executive director slash director of missions slash whatever the new terminology is <laughs> at the Collin Baptist Association, which is First Baptist Farmers Mills Home Association here in Texas, in Collin County, Texas, uh, which means that Matt Hensley now not only is my associational missionary but he is also now my neighbor lives what uh uh 300 yards from my house yeah. maybe yeah. like that and so uh i have prayed for the lord to take me home <laughs> oh i cannot wait because i'll get to be in your church relatively often and there's so many things i can do while you're preaching and and i'm so thrilled about that opportunity and i thought you were going to say you know of course the the wrong interpretation that i was coming to be your boss uh because those of you that are listening in that may not be familiar with uh the way the southern baptist convention works but each of our churches are completely 
totally autonomous. And so First Baptist Farmersville cannot tell. That's a doctrine that's very important to me right now. <laughs> it is very important to Dr. Barber right now. And uh, but many of those will gather together in local associations to cooperate for some things that they can do locally whether it's planting churches or maybe hosting revivals, evangelism training, uh, and, and in the case of the Colin Baptist Association, having a camp. And then we take all of those together, and they work together in state conventions. And so in Texas, that's where we have the Texas Baptist or the BGCT or the SBTC, and then we go all the way to the national level. And uh, But we that's like in the movie The Real Movie, Lion King, the only one that truly exists, where it's like, what's that shadowy place over there? We don't go there. We don't. So we don't really have to talk about that right now. So Dr. Barber, I am thrilled to one, be a member of your church, though that does kind of scare me because uh, that means that you could- We have not voted under, on that yet. <laughs> this is true. But that also means that you could put me under church discipline. And I feel like that that's some power that someone like you would like to wield. And so I feel like this is wow. going to be a good partnership here. Do you have any listeners to the pod who could recommend church covenant language regarding candy corn? Then I think that could prove to be important. Yeah. So on our last episode, uh, to, to go back to the topic at hand, so we don't have to ruin your day with thoughts of me now being your neighbor, uh, though I am pretty close to wrap your yard, and I'm pretty pumped about that. Uh, in our last episode together, we talked about ghosting, all right? This is a pastor that has faithfully loved a member, right? They have preached the gospel to him. They've prayed for him. They have made the hospital visits. They've made the home visits. They have done all of these things well, perhaps even uh, done the wedding for their daughter and the funeral for their grandma. They have been a part of their life, and then poof, they are gone, but a road that I am walking right now is this transition from pastor of Mayhill Baptist Church to member of First Baptist Church Farmersville and director of mission slash associational mission strategist slash executive director of the Colin Baptist Association. So there is a transition. And the reason this came up was in some of the replies to the tweet that we discussed a few weeks ago were a few times that people would share that their pastor left and they just felt ghosted by them, that they just fell off the face of the earth. And these were people that they had ate together. Their families had gone on trips together. They had done all of these things and then suddenly they're gone and, and they hurt and, and they were wounded by that. And one of the things that you shared two weeks ago was that there's a fine line between a pastor ghosting a member and then also leaving some space for the next pastor. Uh, and so on this episode, we wanted to share that news. Uh, we are excited about coming back to, to Texas, the great Republic of Whataburger, as I like to call it. Uh, we are looking forward to turning in our green card, hoping they let us back in and uh, from the, uh, the, the international state of New Mexico. Uh, we are excited about that, but we also want to share this kind of point where somebody is going to at some point leave their church. How can you leave well without just disappearing off the face of earth, face of the earth, but also giving some room for the next pastor to succeed 
and thrive. So I want to turn it over to you, Bart, because uh, you have a whole lot of experience with this, leaving churches after every hour, every you know year. So I know this is right up your alley. Uh, so why don't you walk through the the importance of not ghosting, but at the same time leaving some space. So the qualification question on my part is a good one. Occasionally I have pastors ask me for advice and how to talk to a church, going to a church. And I say, you know, this is kind of like asking the guy who uh, has not uh, dated anyone. And, uh, you know, he's been married for 50 years about dating advice. Uh, it's been so long ago. Uh, but I do think that there, uh, that I can draw from some good experiences here uh, because I have two predecessors at FBC Farmersville who have maintained relationships with some folks here in the church. Uh, my immediate predecessor was a guy named Dr. Jeff Lefko, uh, who went from here to South Carolina. And then before him was Dr. Jim Wicker, who is on faculty at Southwestern Seminary. And uh, Jeff Lefko still uh, comes and, and goes hunting with some of the folks who are in my church. And, uh, you know, it's really, it's a, it's a good relationship that he has, but there has been, uh, there's been plenty of room uh, for me to come in and be pastor at FBC Farmersville. I think that there's some things that are key to that, some things that are, that are, that are important about that. Uh, the first one is, I think it's important to try the best you can to make sure that the new pastor has the opportunity to be a part of those key elements in the life of church members that you mentioned earlier. Uh, the, uh, uh, the, the weddings, the funerals, uh, the, the hospital visits, uh, sickness, things like that that people are walking through. Uh, churches that I've served at before, uh, if I get called from someone who, um, who wants me to come back and be a part of a funeral or come back and be a part of a wedding or something like that, I always ask them to check with their pastor and ask their pastor uh, to check with me uh, about doing that. And, uh, and I always encourage them to find some kind of a role for their current pastor uh, in service uh, because, uh, I mean, unless it's just an extraordinary circumstance like you know if they're uh if if they married one of my children or something like that apart from that uh i want to i want to make sure that in the pastoral role in these folks lives that the new pastor has an opportunity to behave pastorally toward them and that i don't displace them in those things um and another thing that I want to do is I always want to try to make sure to encourage them to support their pastor. Um, I'm, I don't want to, and this is something that, that these guys never did, uh, to my knowledge, I don't ever want to be the person who, they never did the bad thing. I don't ever want to be the person who hears a criticism, uh, a comparison, even though, you know, your ego, it's easy to get caught up in the in the favorable comparison, oh, we've got this new preacher, and he's, uh, you know, what I hear a lot, that he's not nearly as good looking as you are. <laughs> uh, and uh, and to hear that kind of thing, 
uh, you know, I want to I want to say something that is affirming and positive. And uh, if they've got if they've got a problem that's not serious, I want to say something along the lines of, "Hey, lean in and support your pastor. That's not that big of a deal. The things that matter are there." And uh, and if it's something that is serious, I want to say, "Go talk to your. Don't talk to me about this. Talk to your pastor about this." Uh, and try to avoid getting into a spot where I'm. I don't want to be their court of appeals, or the or the appeal to authority uh, in either of those cases for someone who is stepping in behind me. Got it. And so for somebody like me that is leaving, that is leaving on good terms, and perhaps, you know, this is one of those things that it's so complex, right? There's people that that ghost because they are, they just feel led or whatever. There's people that that ghost and leave because of abusive or toxic relationships, as we shared with earlier. And, uh, and so there's all different reasons behind it and so forth. And, and we walk through that, but also on the flip side, there's pastors that leave great situations. There's pastors that leave very difficult situations or even toxic situations. Oh, yeah. and, uh, and so depending upon how those work or how those were, you know, you always want to leave with, with grace. You want to do everything in your power to not burn any bridges and so forth, but also you need to ultimately leave. I was very fortunate here that I had the former pastor uh, that came back and was one of my biggest cheerleaders within the church. And he was very clear that he is no longer the pastor. He is just a church member. Then he later became a deacon and one was, was one of our most faithful, just servant-minded deacons. He was phenomenal and always praying for me, always encouraging me. It was a super great blessing for me as a pastor. And obviously I'm not in the role now where, you know, I could stay here and, you know, live here and then go back to Colin and, and do some of the work. So I'm obviously leaving. For those that are leaving some great situations, uh, that they still are going to have friends, they're still going to have all of that. How can they affirm and, and maybe keep some of those friendships while still giving that new pastor some space to make friends with those very friends that you have? That's a great question. Uh, what do you think? I have no idea, man. <laughs> That's what we're trying <laughs> to figure out. So I think, I think uh, some of this really comes down to where you're going next. I, don't yeah. you think in some ways? Uh, I mean, if you are, if you're moving the next town over, uh, or if you're retiring and stay, I've known a couple of situations, a guy named Ron Proc, who uh, in Olivet Baptist Church in, in Wichita, Kansas, he sort of semi-retired and took a guy who grew up in our church, who served on my staff and then went to serve on his staff. Uh, and then, so this guy, Matthew Aston, became the lead pastor there. They, they flip-flopped roles. And Ron served on staff under his successor. And then has retired out of that uh, out of that other position, kind of sort of an emeritus uh, associate pastor position on staff, and and made that work really well. Uh, but you know, for 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 a lot of us, we're going to have to really learn lessons from somebody like that, uh, or it's going to help if there's some distance. Uh, and I think that. 
social media, if you do that at all, uh, uh, Facebook and, and, and Twitter and Instagram and uh, uh, TikTok, if, you're re- if you really got good moves like I do, uh, TikTok, the, things like that, if you can use those sorts of things, don't you feel like that gives kind of the opportunity not to ghost somebody completely? You can have some, some interaction with them. But the, uh, I think social media gives you an opportunity to, to maintain some relationship, but still that new pastor is the in real life person who's there for them. Yeah, and, and something I was thinking about when, when you asked, what are you going to do? Uh, that with my role, it is one that is is maintaining what I do now, is encouraging pastors. And so I think one helpful thing to do is just to offer to be a, a friend to the future pastor to share, you know, hey, if you want any insight, if you want uh, any things that maybe work, didn't work, whatever, uh, to give them a feel of maybe uh, the lay of it, not at all, just dogging anybody there, that kind of deal. And that that's one. And then two, with some of those friends that you have, uh, it, it kind of depends, of course, on the relationship. But I want to phrase my questions in such a way as it limits the chance that they go negative, right? I don't, yeah. I don't want a conversation to be like, well, he's not you. You know, I don't, one, I don't want that. I don't need that right. my ego but I want them to love and cherish their new pastor. And so I want to phrase the questions that I'm going to ask them along the way. Of course, our church obviously hasn't uh, elected their next pastor because I'm still uh, preaching here through the end of the month. But uh, when that time comes, I want to ask things like, what, what is God doing through him right now? You know, what, what sermon series is he is he in, uh, you know, that, that kind of thing where, where there's little to no chance, unless they just really force the issue for that conversation to go to the negative. And then if it does just really quickly say, Hey, I, I love you. And I know that you, you know, you love us, you trusted in us. We, we went through a lot of things together, but I really want you to see the value of what I had in you to be that, to that new pastor. And uh, so I think you can still affirm some of those things without ghosting and obviously not cutting into the space uh, that needs to be there for the new guy. Uh, Because being that kind of, you know, that figure, especially if you were well-loved and so forth. Now, if they hated you, it's going to be really easy. But if if you were really well-loved, you do want to give some distance so that that new guy can truly thrive and be there and be his own person, do his thing the way that he's led and, and so forth. Uh, and know that he's not going to be Bart Barber. He's not going to be Matt Hensley. And that's a good thing. He is whoever that person is. And, uh, and so I think that's something to remember too. What else would you have to add? You know, I have, uh, I have determined in this day and age that whenever the time comes, um, that, uh, that, that they won't let me do this anymore. Um, because you know, we're now, I don't see this stopping. We're now streaming online, uh, our services, um, I want to initiate some of those conversations by, by getting online and listening to the successor sermon and being the person to say, what a great sermon. Here's what I loved about it. Uh, and not every week, but enough that people see it. And I think that gives an opportunity in some of those, some of those conversations without even asking just an open-ended question to say to those friends, 
man, I love the way your pastor preaches. I've been watching online and, um, here's, here are some things that I love about his preaching. And, um, I think those words of affirmation uh, are certainly helpful. Um, particularly alongside, like I said already, making sure that while you continue a relationship and continue to have some pastoral connection with them as a former pastor, that, that you never let them let you supplant him yeah. as the person who is their pastor. Um, I've appreciated people who've had that role. And, and I'll, I'll say somebody who's, who's great about that, uh, and this is no surprise because he's great about everything. Um, even though I've been at FBC Farmersville for 22 years, we have people move to our church who have moved to our area, who have gone to other churches. So although I've been here 22 years, I have church members that I've not been their pastor 22 years because they moved. And uh, I have had times when I was ministering to families when I wound up doing so alongside Jimmy Draper, because these were people who had a background in Euless, and they wound up moving out our direction. And he is just a, a great example of someone who always leaves room and affirms me as these folks pastor, uh, even though. Jimmy Draper is 400 times the pastor that I could ever be. Uh, he has, he has always been someone who has lifted up and affirmed my role as pastor to these families. And, uh, and I think he's shown a good way to do that. Maybe the best advice that I could add would be look for somebody like that. Who's done it well, mm -hmm. see what they do and imitate them. Well, awesome. Well, as we begin to wind down, I do want to share that this summer, Southwestern Seminary announced a new name and vision for their undergraduate college. Scarborough College is now Texas Baptist College. TBC exists to glorify God by providing trustworthy Christian higher education for more faithful kingdom service. Wherever God calls you, you can get the Christ-centered, scripture-driven, and student-focused education you need at Texas Baptist College. And so visit texasbaptist.com to learn more well barber one come home question, one come home to the dome to the dome yeah that's right and uh barber one one final question or, or really to to frame it just to distill everything that we've talked about on the previous episode with you the ghost story kind of part one if you will and now this one uh as pastor's you know, at any given Sunday, a guy is preaching his first sermon, somebody's preaching his last. That's just the way that it works. And so anybody that's listening, maybe this is something that you just want to put in your back pocket one day for when you do prepare to, to leave, how you can leave well, leave with grace. And so Bart, in, in three, four, five, however many you need, what are just some point by point, just four things somebody needs to do, three things somebody needs to do, five, whatever it is, to leave graciously while not ghosting on the one hand, but also leaving some space for somebody else to still everything we've talked about in just a list form real quick. One, it's not the time to preach the sermon, what I really think about you. Uh, don't try to settle scores or anything like that on the way out, because it may have been a bad situation. There may, you may not be happy as you're leaving, but still leave with class and with grace and dignity. 
if, if you're going to try to fix the church's problems, stay. And if you're leaving, don't try to fix the church's problems yeah. on the way out. Be, be gracious and magnanimous as you go. The second thing that I would say is I always try to put together uh, a little packet of, of essential information that may not be immediately findable by a successor pastor. Every church I've left up to this point has been a pretty small church. Uh, I've been the only full-time staff member. And so I've wanted to make sure that he could quickly find things that would help him get, hit the ground running his first week of ministry. Uh, third thing I would say is try to set those expectations. If you're thinking about the things I've said earlier about uh, participating in the, in the life events of your church, leaving room for the pastor, uh, do some things on the way out, maybe to some trusted lay leaders or even to the congregation, just to say, I want you to know what to expect if you call asking me about a funeral or if you call asking me about a wedding or if you call asking me about how things are going on in the church, here's the way I want to behave in that to try to help your next pastor be a success here and help this church grow and do what the church needs to do. And uh, then I think the, um, I, I think the, the fourth thing that I would say is perhaps most important is uh, continue to pray for and to affirm uh, the folks who, uh, who that you've shepherded, even as you go somewhere else. Thank you, brother. And it was good to visit with you. It is also, uh, I, I'm super excited about what God is going to do in Collin County and, uh, and grateful for your friendship and that we will be somewhat close neighbors. I don't know if that's a good thing for you or a bad thing, probably pretty bad. Good for me. Uh, but I will be neighbors to the cemetery. And so if you do decide to just go ahead and kill me, then there's not a <laughs> long walk to get to my plot. And so it ends up being kind of a good deal for, for everyone, right? We're not having to pay moving expenses or even really mileage for you to make that drive. And so I look forward to that. I'm also excited about what God has in store for Mayhill Baptist Church. It has been a great season for for us, Amen. we've seen a tremendous growth. We've seen a, uh, a church really turn around and really reach out instead of always reaching in. And so super grateful for what God has done. It hasn't been, Matt, we've just tried to be faithful. God has been very gracious in our time here. And I know that God is going to lead them a great man to shepherd them even better in the future. And so I look forward to that day. And I ask you to pray for them. This is going to be difficult yes. on us. It's going to be difficult on them. And it's also going to be difficult on Bart Barber. I mean, think if you saw the name Matt Hensley show up on like a church membership request, can you imagine the fear and the trepidation <laughs> that will come over you? So you need to pray for Bart as well. But but seriously, pray for our family, pray for, uh, for, for us in this change. Also pray for for May Hill as they begin the pastor search process in the coming weeks. And so we're grateful that you have tuned in. Thank you, Bart, for giving us Matt, really all jokes hour. aside. I'm so happy and excited yeah. uh, to have you guys headed our way. Uh, and, uh, and, and Rebecca and the girls more than make up for you. And so I'm <laughs> really, really thrilled about this. Yeah. Welcome. Sure. There is a reason on my resume, I don't even put my picture on it. I just put them <laughs> because that's really like when I go make a visit, like they're always at front. I don't want somebody to. Oh, yeah, them. absolutely. Oh, no, I want them to know 
that the girls are with me. They'll open the door right away. So yes, I am, I am excited as well and grateful for your friendship. Thank you for coming on and walking through a, a very complex topic, right? It's something that it happens to everybody uh, in pastoral ministry and, and just about every pastor may serve it, it hopefully more than, well, I don't know if I would say hopefully, but most likely is going to change churches at some point. And so between having people leave while you're a pastor, or when you leave, leaving well, there's a lot of rooms to get things wrong and to maybe yeah. uh, not handle things well or get down in the dumps, whatever it may be. So we do hope that these two episodes have been an encouragement to you. And, uh, and it was good to also see Jim, and I'm glad that you have arrived safely. And uh, though I don't see your face, I can hear you. So either yeah. you have left the earth and you're still able to somehow maintain the Zoom deal from heaven, <laughs> uh, or you are doing okay. So we're grateful. Jim's a fine driver. Tracy. He got us here, here safely. Yes. And so we're grateful for you. Until next time, may your coffee be as black as night, or like we said with Bart, water as clear as the sky, or Dr. Pepper as murky as mud. I don't know. And the gospel we declare, have a great day and God bless. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We want to connect with you on Facebook at Not Another Baptist Podcast or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast or our website at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com. Until next week, we encourage you to check out csbible.com to learn about the Christian Standard Bible, our favorite translation for its blend of readability and accuracy. Have a great day and God bless. What's wrong with you people?